ultimately I discovered 19 attack vectors. So this wasn't just some phishing email or something like that. I mean, they they had 36 people attached to my on-car system in my car, listening to my conversations. Um, they had uh, all my systems, my whole digital identity blocked, uh, stopped all my bank accounts. And it was just this incredibly robust series of ongoing attacks, which I had no idea what was happening. Welcome fellow humans to the Public and Permanent Podcast from IROC2.org, a collection of stories shared by you every week to help develop our digital consciousness, cultivating a productive, positive, and powerful global village. I am your host, Richard Gary. Let's go. All right, so today our guest across the bridge is Gary Berman. And Gary is a friend of mine for a few years now and quite an incredible person. Uh, Gary, welcome to the podcast. Well, Rich, uh, thanks so much. And, and let me begin by saying, you know, thank you for being a real life cyber hero. Um, and I can say that with some authenticity because uh, several years ago, you were uh, the very first person that I confided in after almost 15 years of silence um, about being uh, victimized by a series of insider uh, hacks that cost me several million dollars and, and uh, almost my life. And uh, thanks to you, um, you know, I began to see that uh, there are great people who, who step out and, and run towards, you know, problems and are looking to solve, you know, uh, problems and defend uh, the digital universe. So I really just want to begin by, you know, thank you so much for what you and IROC uh, do. Well, uh, I don't even know what to say other than thank you for that so much, Gary. Yeah, you, you and I met a couple of years ago and you had an amazing story. And would you mind telling your story? I was the CEO of a marketing communications company um, that was doing uh, very well. My wife and I started it from nothing. And after about uh, 10 years, we were fortunate enough to sell about half the company to uh, the largest marketing company in the world. And we were just, you know, on top of the mountain. Couldn't, couldn't believe that this happened from nothing. And we we're so grateful, you know, the, for that opportunity. Um, uh, I went a little crazy. I, I, I bought my wife a, a mansion uh, without even seeing it. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and I got a fancy car and I, you know, I just went nuts because, you know, I've been, you know, poor my whole life and now all of a sudden, you know, we have this uh, incredible opportunity. Um, well, uh, that kind of came back to bite me because uh, unfortunately I was playing basketball and, and I, I broke my leg um, and I, it ended up being very serious. I, I almost died uh, from a blood clot. So I was out of my own company for an extended period of time. And I noticed that our business was starting to decline, but to me that made sense because I was the main rainmaker, you know, for the company. I had about a hundred employees at the time, so it was a relatively small, you know, business. Um, kind of like layers of an onion, I started discovering that something wasn't quite right. And the tipping point for that was uh, when I got a phone call from uh, my one of my partners um, and uh, our biggest client, and and she said to me, screaming, literally screaming over the phone, "What the blank is wrong with you? What is going on?" And uh -huh. I was shocked because you know our reputation is everything. We're known as thought leaders, you know, in the United States. I was on President Clinton's commission on on race. 
I've published uh, many research reports funded by major corporate sponsors. And this is the first time I ever had any kind of pushback, especially, you know, from the president of another company. Said, what are you talking about? She said, well, I just got a call from one of your people who said that there was fraud in our data collection operation and that I was under investigation by the FBI and that uh, I should cease all communications with you. I mean, my jaw and my heart just dropped. Mm. I said, what are you talking about? And and I said, you know, who, who called? I, so I can look into this and see what's going on. He says, well, I'd rather not disclose that. I later learned it was my right-hand person and confidant who, along with a tech contractor and two other people, called my biggest clients saying the exact same message and the reason they did it i later learned many years later is because they actually cloned my own company right under my nose while they were working for me full time so they uh, what's called spoofed or copied our website um when someone tried to call our phone it was redirected to their phone um, they were shredding our printouts and doing their own, you know, data analysis. Every morning before work at my office, they had a parking lot meeting where they went over their day's production the whole time while I'm paying a couple of them six figures wow. and I'm not including the decimal point. So one day, you know, one of them, uh, I walked into his office and he was downloading all of our files into a, a, an external hard drive. He said, what are you doing? And he was kind of shocked and surprised, and, and I quickly realized what he was doing. He says, you're fired. You need to leave now. You know, and he turned, and he said something to me that turned out to be incredibly prescient. And he said, and he laughed when he said, you have no idea what hacking is. And then he busted out laughing. Mm. Well, unable to receive justice due to the difficulty of attribution and obfuscation, and proving things like this in the criminal system, um, I lost everything. I had to shut down the company and uh, move on to other things, lay off all my people as well. Well, about 10 years later, I decide to see if I can get back into that same business. And I put out a few queries and really quickly, I was invited to be a keynote speaker at a marketing conference. and. All these people came up to me, Rich, and they started giving me their business cards. Where have you been? We'd love to work with you. We love what you do. Are you still doing these reports? You know, like that. I came home and showed my wife with tears of gratitude mm -hmm. streaming down my face. So the next morning, I went on LinkedIn, and uh, I noticed that the two people that were responsible for attacking me 10 years earlier checked my LinkedIn profile. And the hack started. Boom, 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 boom. Ultimately, I discovered 19 attack vectors. So this wasn't just some phishing email or something like that. I mean, they they had 36 people attached to my on-car system in my car, listening to my conversations. Um, they had uh, all my systems, my whole digital identity blocked, uh, stopped all my bank accounts. And it was just this incredibly robust series of ongoing attacks, which I had no idea what was happening. So wait, so they, they were, so 10 years later, they hack your LinkedIn, then they start hitting you up. They were listening to you in your car. Is that what you just said? I did, and they um, started doing all these other attacks on my wow. life. Wow. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, and that's about when I met you. Mm. 
you know, and I, uh, you were kind of, you were speaking. My wife is uh, in education, and you gave a one of your amazing uh, talks um, about cyber behavior uh, and online behavior. And my wife told me about you, and it was just uh, you know the first of uh, many uh, blessings that I've had. You know, you came over to my house like the that night with yeah. no no advance nothing, and then you were the very first person that I ever told this about because I knew people thought I would be nuts. You know, like, this is not possible. How could it possibly be? You know, who would do that? How, how much would it cost to maintain, you know, these ongoing attacks and monitor your every move? All great questions, which I asked. The Secret Service, the FBI, state law enforcement and local law enforcement. Well, I learned that being a victim is just exhausting. And I decided to pivot. I said, okay. I've got to turn my experience into something good that somehow is going to help other people in the cybersecurity world. But there was a huge problem. I knew nothing about it. <laughs> so I bought a book called Cybersecurity for Dummies. Have you ever seen those yellow books like with a black stripe? For yeah, dummies? sure. Uh -huh. I said, okay, perfect. That's me. And so I bought the book and 10 pages into this book, I was lost. <laughs> So rather than giving up, I found the author, this great guy, a, a, a chief information security officer at a big company. And I, and I, I got him on the phone and I told him that story and he just busts out laughing. So I'm a funny guy. So I'm like laughing with this man, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I, I finally say, you know, man, ask why you're laughing so hard. And he goes, well, it's not really for beginners. Why do you call it cybersecurity for dummies? Yeah, yeah. And that's when I realized there had to be a better way to distill complicated cybersecurity technology information into something that 99.99% of the other people who are not in cybersecurity or, or tech can at least get their heads around some basic stuff. Let's take a quick break to go through some basic cybersecurity stuff. First, make sure you have some form of security. You can find a variety of links for your PC, Mac, iPhone, or Android on our website for this episode. It's also important to remember to update those programs because if you're not updating security programs, they won't be able to keep up with the newest threats, thus leaving you vulnerable. Something else that's very important is having unique passwords for every login or every account that you have. One of the easiest ways that hackers can steal information is simply by getting a batch of username and password combinations from one source. Maybe a database was hacked and it was posted to the web or the dark web. For example, let's say hackers get your username and password by hacking your email provider. They might be able to try and log into banking sites or other major online stores or social media accounts you use using the same username and password combination. Should a hacker get into your email, they can also go to a variety of different sites you use, click the forgot password link, and reset your passwords on those other sites. Now they have access to not only your email, but all of the websites tied to that email. Another important tip is always use a VPN, also known as a virtual private network, when you're using any form of public Wi-Fi. For example, let's say you go to the coffee shop, the airport, a hotel, and you're using their free Wi-Fi network, but you have no idea what's going on with their security, and that could be a serious problem. It's definitely possible that someone else on that network without you knowing, can start looking through or even stealing the files sent from your laptop or mobile device. You can learn more about VPNs and how you can get one for yourself on our webpage for this episode. Another tip is to use different email addresses for different kinds of accounts. You may want to consider maintaining one email address for work, another email address for personal, and perhaps a third email address for those apps and things you want to try or sign up for, but might have some questionable security. We'll be posting more information about some basic security tips on the episode page for this website. All right, let's get back to Gary and his incredible story. 
And so the next day I happened to see Spider-Man. And that's when my, you know, 59-year-old brain connected the dots. Um, superhero comics. So here's the second problem. I had no idea about how to do a superhero comic. <laughs> so I said, okay, there happened to be an announcement of a Comic-Con where I live. And I decided to go. So I'm dressed in a white shirt with a blazer with, you know, sort of khaki pants. Like you go to some kind of business meeting and I get out of my car and 15 seconds later, this woman dressed in a green face and giant butterfly wings says, sir, I think you're overdressed. <laughs> now that is the understatement of the decade. Anyways, I jumped into that universe. At first it was just sensory overload. Oh my gosh. You know, all the superheroes, you know, Marvel and, all the movies, you know, that, that were coming out. It was all the colors, you know, all the personalities, the, the costume play, or they called it cosplay, you know, I mean, the storytelling, it was just nuts. And I fell in love. And, and so I just jumped into that life. And now the strangest thing has happened. I went back to LinkedIn and I decided to see if the cybersecurity sort of, you know, ecosystem, which are, you know, the professionals, but also law enforcement, educators, you know, millions of people who are the defenders of the world. Uh, what did they think about a comic? And I asked them to send me blinded, real life stories of cybercrime answering three questions. What happened? What were the consequences? And what were the lessons learned mm -hmm. for possible inclusion into a comic story? And I'll just leave it to say that Last time I checked, I had 22,000 LinkedIn connections. It's great. The most important people in the world yeah. in this industry. And so now we're doing, you know, the cyber hero adventures, defenders of the digital universe. I love it. Right. I, I like the concept is awesome because, you know, like when you were saying you got the, the tech for dummies and he said, well, it's not really for, for beginners. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who don't know what to do, but they need to secure themselves. And I think you bringing this edutaining um, format, not just to kids, but to adults is, is amazing. One of the things we do in the comic is we've created characters to kind of uh, give real life uh, dimensions to these hacks because it would not be interesting to show ones and zeros or, you know, a person behind a computer screen. So we created characters like Wilbur Wannacry, you know, talking about ransomware or Ivan the ID thief <laughs> and so on. And we talk about their motivations and how they actually use stolen information uh, for their benefit and to your harm. Well, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to do the podcast because your story is just, your story is an incredible one. And um, I mean, when you first told me it two years ago, I was, I mean, I, I, I believed you. It's just unbelievable that somebody would follow you for over a decade of your life, hacking things like your, your car and your banks and your LinkedIn. I mean, it was my understanding that they were pretty much surveilling everything that you did for over a decade yes. of your life. That's correct. And um, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a lot, man. That's a, how did you keep sane through something like that? <laughs> well, that's probably for another podcast. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, I came to an understanding of that by actually reading a book. Um, and and uh, it dealt with grieving. And it was called, it's an old book. It was called On Death and Dying by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And basically what she said is that to grieve something or grieve a loved one, you have to go through these series of steps um, till, you know, eventually you get acceptance. And, you know, there, 
they don't have to be done in order, you know, but at first it's like denial. And I said, there's no way, and this is not happening. It's not possible. It's not believable. All the things anyone would think. And then, you know, I went through a stage of anger. This was like for years mm -hmm. where I was just, you know, as angry as you can possibly be. And I want to revenge, you know, and with tremendous passion. And then, you know, on and on and on. So I went through, you know, sort of these stages where finally, you know, when I made the big pivot, I said, okay, it's not about me. And I became more outwardly focused to try to help other people. It gave me incredible psychological air to breathe and to use that psychological air and space to create. And here's the good thing, Rich, this story is not over. Yeah, you're still writing it. In fact, you're at a, a pretty amazing point. So all of the resources to the Cyber Hero Adventures will be on our website. So if anyone's interested in, in learning about the comics and learning about the company, that will all be on our website. And just, I hope any listeners out there understand security is extremely important because what happened to Gary, I've, granted it was on a, a level that um, I think is beyond quote unquote the norm. Um, what happened to you was just incredibly unbelievable. And so if you read Gary's um, books, The Cyber Hero Adventures, you can basically, you don't have to be a tech guru to understand what you can do to keep your friends and your family safe. So Yeah, and um, you know, we, we're uh, just uh, launching a, a really cool edition. Um, it's The Cyber Hero Adventures, Defending Your Health. And it's all about how organizations in the healthcare ecosystem can protect, you know, personal health information and digital medical devices. And, and it's, a, it's a thank you to the amazing healthcare workers who are getting us through this difficult time. And you can go to uh, cyberheroescomics.com as well. If you want to you read uh, the comics and, on, online, everything is at no cost. Um, and uh, thank, I'll end the way I began, Rich. Thanks for being such an important part of my life and for what you do. Well, thank you, man. Likewise, likewise. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, I encourage everybody to go visit the site. And again, we'll be putting the links online. The books are completely free to read. So uh, Gary, thank you so much, man. You're welcome. Cheers. I just want to thank you all again for the privilege of your time. We also want to thank everybody who submitted a voicemail and email to be on the show. We are reviewing all of your stories and we will be in touch. If you like what you hear, please be sure to follow us and like us on Apple Podcast and Stitcher. You can learn more about the podcast, including how you can leave us a voicemail or an email to be on the show where people can share ideas, thoughts, stories, and support, as well as learn more about some of our featured guests and downloadable documents and other information we'll be providing as the season continues. For all of this information and more, please visit our website at www.iron.com rock2iroc the number 2.org forward slash podcast thank you all so much again for listening i look forward to telling you more stories and hearing your stories remember you're listening to this on a tool that connects you to billions of people so use that tool to be amazing be well friends cheers